What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of your favorite Orange County Soccer Club podcast. After a goal fest this past weekend that resulted in a 4-3 loss for Orange County, we have stuff to talk about that. Oh, and by the way, it is now officially June, so we've got the Playing for Pride Fantasy Soccer uh, contest that we do pretty much every year. We didn't do it last year because of COVID stuff, but hey, and we've got a nice group of people to do this. So we're going to get started with that. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you pretty much each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as each and every episode since day one, we've got Dylan from Townline Coalition looking pretty stiffy in a fancy custom shirt. Dylan, how's it going, man? It's good. I feel like a bit of a sausage casing in this jersey. I didn't realize it was going to be a little bit tighter than I expected. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, and I don't know, Ray, fix your mic. You sound terrible. You're just clicking really away s- over there. I'm not the one clicking away. I'm, I'm definitely not the one clicking away. Um, but do I really, do I sound terrible? It's, it's, it's him. It's Andy. It's Andy who's clicking oh. away. It's Andy that's, hey, he is well, Mr. So let's go to everyone else. So we'll, we'll, we'll be fine with that. Hey, let's also uh, welcome the guy down in San Diego, Mr. Alan Underwood, uh, a Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines down in San Diego. How you doing, man? Great. Uh, you said the score was four to three, but the game that I watched, it was two to one and it was only 45 minutes. So, um, I thought orange County won. So this is news to me. Um, so I'm curious to hear from uh, what happened in the other half of the match. So do we make, we, do we like petition the league to make that a rule that only the parts of the match that are actually broadcast count and the rest of it, um, don't count because we don't have any proof that they they happen. Maybe. Um, yeah. Brad, Where's your evidence? You Where's your evidence? <laughs> Brad, did you experience the same things up there in Reno? You couldn't watch half of a match, right? Yeah. No, couldn't watch half the match. I I'm with Alan on this one. Uh, if a soccer game happened and it wasn't broadcast for the world to see, did it really happen? Interesting way to look at it, gentlemen. Um, one other person that uh, unfortunately was not at the match. Typically out there in Carolina Coalition. Um, but he was, he had uh, bigger, better things to be doing over the weekend. Um, we've got Andy from Counterline Coalition joining us as he does every so often. He's here to help us out with this episode and also to partake in some playing for pride fantasy soccer. Andy, how you doing, man? He is muted. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's great to be back. 
do we want to even know what you were yelling there once you realized you were muted or is that to more for the adult audience for for as many uh video conferences as i'm on on a daily basis through work you think i would be better at muting and unmuting um but here we are yeah, you know, I, I think for the most part, and let me get you. See, I, I'm still messing up when I'm doing this show is I can't get the screens working properly when I'm doing this. The life of someone trying to do three jobs at one time on this. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've experienced the same thing. And I think anyone that is still doing virtual or remote um, work stuff still goes to this. I, I know I've done it uh, on my work calls uh, from time to time still. So, um Awesome to have all four of you on with us for this episode. We're going to have fun. We're going to definitely talk about what happened briefly with the uh, Orange County versus uh, LA Galaxy 2 match. Although the only ones really that can talk about the whole match are Dylan and myself because we're the only ones that were actually at the stadium. Unfortunately, something happened with the, from what we heard on the stream, the internet connection was really messed up and uh, pretty much you didn't get to see the first half of that match. So um, we'll have to rely on Dylan much because I was too busy going crazy in the stands, actually being a fan in this game. Dylan was uh, focused and doing his journalistic duties out there. Uh, and then we're also going to do our playing for pride draft, which we will go over those uh, rules and how the, that all works when we get there. And we've got a guest coming on shortly as well. Um, you know, barring any kind of technical difficulties, let's talk about this match. And, you know, I know we've done it the last couple weeks and I didn't get words ready for this. So we're just going to go to old school classic, uh, recapping the match. I'm going to go to you first, Dylan, because again, uh, you got to see the match from kickoff uh, live from the GA stands with Caroline Coalition. Can you let, let's just do this because the other three actually got to see the second half if they, if they actually watched it. So what are your um, thoughts on the first half of action there for Orange County? It was really bad. It was really bad. I mean, just lazy defensively. Um we always just looked a step slow and a little bit complacent, which I thought was funny given the results of the um, the preseason match. And I know it was mostly trialists at that point. Um, and just given how generally matches against Los Dos go, um, just a little bit lazy. But Chris Wien had a um, had a good goal there to make it kind of seem like there was a chance going into halftime. Um, and then, of course, the immediate 3-1 for Los Dos. Um, off the penalty that was <clears throat> that was painful um it, it was a painful first half with errors on orange county's half and um in particular a big one that i want to talk about maybe a little bit later on on behalf of the ref um now you were there and let me pull you off the solo feed there uh you were there dylan in the stands on i i can't remember who scored the goal or which goal it was in this seven goal match but there was an instance or a moment where one of the LA Galaxy 2 players scored and the he came and probably six or seven of his teammates came right up to Caroline Coalition with this like, I can't hear you or let me hear what you got to say now type uh, type gesture. And the rest of them, they were all smiling with that that evil smirk uh, that an away player likes to do to the support, the home supporters. Uh, what was going through your mind and through your heart when you when you were watching that? What did, what did you want to... Tell us honestly, what did you want to do to those players in that moment, Dylan? Um, just laugh, honestly. Um, that's exactly what you want in opposing players. It was um, Jorge Hernandez who scored the penalty to make it 3-1 um, in the 39th minute. Um, 
but that's like you just want your players to be the ones winding up the away fans or, or the uh, the fans um, in this situation, the opposing fans. There we go. Um, and that's what he was doing. But I thought it was pretty funny because like a whole bunch of their families there and they didn't say a, a word the entire game. So um, that was that was cool. Um, but it was it was pretty funny. Like, you know, you, you do some um, not so family friendly gestures back at him. Um, and, and like they, you know, it's I think they were pretty pleased to have people to celebrate in front of um, and, and wind up a little bit. But at least a couple of us afterwards were like, no, it's exactly what you want your players to do. Like wind up the, uh, wind up the opposing fans and, and like have a good time. And yeah, yeah. yeah. My frustration with that pen was, was more towards the ref um, than, than Jorge Hernandez for tucking that one in. And let's talk about the ref. Cause there was more than one um, instance in this match where there was some very questionable calls from the ref. Um, one that I can um, just remember off the top of my head was a moment when I believe it was Chris Weehan was pretty much going to beat the last defender uh, to be able to go. And this was like at the mid midline, right? This is half field, um, whatever you call it in soccer. I can't think right now, but he was about to get past the defender gets knocked, you know, off a little bit off the ball. Um, possibly a, a, a chance to blow the whistle there, but the ref keeps the whistle in his mouth. Um, and then like three or four seconds later, you have, I believe it was Eero Markinen grabbing one of the players, uh, jerseys, which then now the whistle gets blown. I think there was a lot of frustration by some of the fans there. Um, any other calls that uh, were frustrating to you, Dylan? And then I'll open it up to the rest of the guys um, who got to watch got to watch the second half of the match, luckily. So the big one for me, and there were a lot of calls in this match or non-calls in this match, but the big one for me was leading up to that penalty, like maybe 15 seconds before, Chris Mann gets hit up. Uh, he gets hit pretty high up. Um, and he goes to ground and he's clutching his head and the ref sees this happen for the second week in a row. And just, I'm alone this week. He just doesn't do anything. Galaxy counterattack. Roscoe comes in with a tackle. And I have to say like, it's a yellow, it's a pen. Like he gets the man. He doesn't get the ball. Now the kid's searching for it, but the play never should have even happened that because you have a guy who gets hit high and then he goes to ground clutching his face and it's in the middle of the park. It's not like they were in the box. The rules say, like, you blow it dead. You make sure the player's okay. Instead, play continued. Um, and then you have the audacity to, like, turn around and book everyone for complaining about um, <laughs> basically, like, you're not protecting the players. And then you, you have the AR not helping anything. Like, the AR sees it. He's 20 yards away. Um, so... That was a yeah, and he's and he's not pleased. I was not pleased. The county line collision wasn't pleased. Um, it was really poor officiating in that circumstance. Because once again, it's like protect the players is kind of your main job at this point. Um, that should be the easiest part of your job, at least. And this is the second time in two weeks where someone's been hit up high right in front of the ref, and the appropriate action wasn't done. So against Sacramento, that should have been a straight red. And here, I mean, maybe a card, but definitely stopping play to make sure he's okay. But whatever it happened before, it happened to Jerry Van Wolfgang in 2019. And he got tabletopped, laid out with a concussion, and missed a couple of weeks. So um, that was the big one. That was the big one for me. So um, with the, the, the rest of you, the Alan, Andy, Brad, y'all got to see the second half. Um, you got to see a more positive half for Orange County than what the first half looked like. Um, it almost looked like Orange County was going to at least, you know, steal a point from this match and what uh, probably should have been a match where they should have definitely not had a point and end up that that ended up being the result. 
Um, what were your impressions? I'll go to you first, Alan. What were your impressions of the second half, the one half you were able to watch of Orange County? Um, and if you watch even just like the first like 30 seconds of that second half, you saw an aggressive Orange County team. Um, what do you think uh, played into that? Um, I, I think it was a team that uh, probably got yelled at at halftime or at least yelled at each other uh, to pick it up. Um, you have to commend the team for fighting back. Like you're down three, one. Um, and it was nice to see that fight from them. And I thought that they put it all out there. Um, Markinen gets a good goal. Uh, Kaningas gets a crazy, stupid goal, like stupid. Um, and you think that they have that energy to pull it off. And I just think they just ran out of steam. I think they went all out to get to the draw and then just at the ga- last gasp um, almost before stoppage time or into stoppage time or right before stoppage time. Sorry. Um, you, you kind of give up a kind of a little bit of a soft goal and it's a little bit kind of like oh, some old school orange County where it's, it's that last kind of minute where they just don't close out the match. But when you're three, one down, you fight back. That's gotta be some positives there. Obviously you lose with the leave with a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, but there's definitely some some moments of, hey, we can come back in matches. We're never out. And those are always things that are important over a long period of time, especially if this team is going to make the playoffs. There's probably going to be a time where you're going to be behind against a team that you think that you can beat. And you have now have that confidence that you can come back in a game where you're down a couple goals. Now you just have to make sure you get over that hump next time. Um, let me go to you really quick, Andy. Uh, you know, uh, of course, share with me your thoughts on what you got to watch in that second half, uh, and then just sort of answer this question um, with uh, injuries to Adam John, and now it looks like Thomas and Avoltson. Um, Ira Markinen is going to have to play a big role, and if if I'm not mistaken, he looked really gassed at the end of this this match. Um, what are your thoughts on a the match, and what is going to have to happen for Orange County with uh, the, the 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 scoring position up there? Yeah, to be clear, I saw 0.0 minutes of it. I was actually, like I said, I was at a wedding, um, so I didn't get a even like sneak a watch at all. Um, congrats to my fa- my friends Sean and Nancy, by the way. Um, so I was watching on the app, right? I had I had the app on my phone, and I would just kind of look at the score every few minutes and. Um, it was around halftime. I it was right before halftime. I looked and I saw three one. I was like, "Damn it! Seriously, again?" Put it in my pocket. You know, we did our wedding reception stuff, and then I was kind of watching the time. And as it got closer to, you know, when the when the game was going to be over, I started looking at it more. And I looked and I said, "Holy crap! It's three <laughs> three and I'm watching and I'm watching and it's down to, I don't know, like 80, 86 minutes. And I was there with a friend and he's more of like a casual and he says, Hey, we might, we might pull this off. And I'm like, Oh, careful. We, uh, we've got a long history of, you know, snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. And then, uh, you know, I happened to look again and it was, I don't know, 93 minutes or something. And I saw they got the go ahead. I'm like, damn it. You know, it's whatever. I think it's like, like Alan said, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's important and an improvement that we can prove that we can come back from games because there's teams that don't know how to do that. 
Now, there's definitely fans in this league who don't know how to lose, but there's definitely teams on this league who don't know how to how to lose. And um, you know, when you start to lose, you know, I've seen plenty of pro, college, amateur, and youth teams that don't know how to lose, and once they get behind, they just fold up, and you might as well just forfeit at that point. Um, so, you know, if, if there's good things to take out of it, that's probably one of the good things to take out of it. I, I can't comment on play or anything because, I again, I saw zero. Perfect. Um, let me go to you really quick then, Brad. Um, just your thoughts on this match um, uh, and what is going to happen for Orange County if – I don't think there's been an official word with Thomas and Volson, um, but anytime a player is uh, taken off the pitch and – either kicks or slams their hand against the ad uh, ad boards. Uh, it's never a good sign. So I'm just anticipating that it's not going to be something that he's going to come from back from quickly. So what, uh, what are your thoughts on the match and what does Orange County need to do to replace Thomas and Volton if he's out for a long period? Uh, I mean, go back, continue to look uh, for new players. I mean, I'll keep it succinct for me because I think uh, both Alan and Andy kind of covered the, the basis uh the team's got to do better in the future about i guess uh making making these defensive stops you know you come back the team shows con- consistently they have plenty of fight they just need to actually finish so i'll just keep it succinct like that hopefully moving into sacramento this upcoming weekend uh the team will do better Simple and sweet there. Um, One last thing I did want to mention is uh, our prediction game from last week. Uh, With that scoreline and that result, none of us got points on our prediction game. So it is still the same. I'm in first with four. Brad has three. And Dylan and Alan are still searching for their first points in our prediction contest. Um, Did you have something, Brad? Yeah. Did anybody? (laughs) Fitting. Did anybody guess uh, a score of three goals for Orange County? I thought that that might have been something that could have happened. Um, I don't believe so. I believe I was looking at that today, and I was actually shocked that no one picked that. Um, just Let me see if I can find. I'll have to find my – I created a spreadsheet of this, but I don't know exactly where I saved it, so I'll have to look for it. But I do have it. Um, I'll look for it, and I will double-check. But as far as I could tell when I was looking at it, no one – predicted everyone predicted OC would win. And I don't think anyone predicted three goals for orange County or four goals for Sacramento. So, all right. So what we're going to do next is we're going to move on. We're going to actually begin our playing for pride fantasy draft. Uh, And if our guest jumps on somewhere, we're not going to hold them up. So we may pause that and then come back to the draft after we speak to our guest. But for those of you unfamiliar with this, every year we uh, have supported, since we've been in existence, we've supported playing for pride, except for last year with COVID, it was a little crazy. Um, but what we sort of do, since we're not players uh, ourselves, we play a fantasy game. We draft players from Orange County um, or they don't have to be from Orange County, but they have to perform. They have to get goals or something while playing for Orange County. So that's um, how this works. And we have this scientifically proven, um, analyzed data, you know, score system that we use to make sure this is all perfectly set up and that there's no weird randomness and we find out who wins out of us. So what we all do is whoever doesn't win, they're going to donate to playing for pride automatically. The winner can donate themselves. And then as a podcast, the podcast will actually donate um, something based on goals scored for Orange County. So we'll go over all that. So really quick, the way this is going to work, we're each drafting five players. 
Um, the way the scoring works, and I've shared the um, newest sheet with you guys so you can see the the scoring. And when we get the players, we can add them on there. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll make sure we update all the players on here as we go. But you get uh, points for uh, – so you get two points for every goal your player scores. You get three points for every assist your player um, has – uh, during the month of June, you get one point for every shot on target, one point for every appearance and two points for every start. So if you do pick a starter, do the math, that's three points right there. Cause it's an appearance and a start. You do get one point for every save your goalkeeper makes. You get five points of a goalkeeper keep, keeps a clean sheet. Um, you get, uh, and then you also lose two points. If your goalkeeper allows a goal, um, you lose a point for a yellow card. You lose three points for a red card. You lose five points for an own goal. And you, another positive way to get it. You get a bonus two points for a hat trick. So if you score three goals, that's a nice rack up of points there. And then Dylan's favorite uh, point on this one is if any of the players, if their Twitter account gets hacked, then you get 69 points. Nice. So, uh, uh, you know, and we did a random order of this draft. We do snake draft. Uh, we did it right before we went live, and the, uh, everyone on here watched me do this, so there should be no complaints about this order other than you just didn't get a good spot. But you know it was at least a fair uh, setup on this uh, draft. And this year, hopefully he doesn't mess up his draft because he's made some pretty interesting decisions in past drafts. Dylan gets first choice um, of the first round. So, Dylan, who is going to be your player? And just give us a quick, quick reason why you're drafting that player. With the number one overall pick of the 2021 Orange Black Soccer Cast, playing for Pride draft, I select number 14, Chris Weehan, because frankly, we have like two people who can score goals left on this roster that are fit, and um, he plays the furthest up the pitch out of all of them. <laughs> all right, uh, Brad, you're uh, number two in the draft. All right, with the second overall pick, I'm actually going with the position who I have done the math in the background has the most points out of all players in pre prior seasons. I'm going with the number one in the second overall pick, Patrick Rakowski. So yeah, definitely um, in the past, the starting goalkeeper has racked up points, but we added this year the negative two for every goal you concede. And if we watch what happened this past week, and that could be a very poor weekend if, if that happens again for Brad. Hopefully it doesn't, though. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a good pick, Brad. All right, I get to go next with the number three pick. I'm going to go with someone else that we're going to need scoring from, maybe. I don't know. Actually, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with a shock pick right here because it's someone that I think is going to start quite a bit, and that can score goals. I'm going with Brent Richards. All right, so next pick is Allen. Uh, Iro Markkinen, because he's tall. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Andy gets the last pick of the first round. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ronaldo Damas. Ronaldo Damas. All right, and then because we're doing it snake style, you get to go again. With your uh, second pick. Uh, with my second pick, I'm going to take Jack Imperato. All right. And then we go back to Allen for his pick. Rob Kiernan. Rob Kiernan, not a bad pick. And then we go to me. Woohoo. Um, who do I want to pick? Uh, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Miko Kuningas. <laughs> I think I made someone mad there. 
All right, Brad, your turn. That was me. I thought I was muted, and yes, very sad. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I needed a backup plan for this. I'm going to go with uh, Tommy McCabe. Tommy McCabe. All right, and Dylan, the last pick of the second round. Michael Orozco. All right. And your first pick of the third round. Ooh. Um, Brian Oloski. Ooh. And I'm not going to lie. Brilliant. I almost said Seth Kasipley. And then I remember that um, he's hurt. <laughs> that would have been, huh. been so Dylan on these fantasy drafts <laughs> to select the injured, the guy that's out for the year. Uh, Brad, you're third round pick um i am going to go with uh rice breen say that again Reese. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Reese breen. Reese no, breen. no i think he gets to pick rice breen and we'll just figure rice out breen. who that we'll is who, who rice sorry breen. he gets rice breen he's been on the breen. show how could you do r-h-y-s-b-r-e-e-n you know what i meant <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, with my pick, next pick, I'm going to go ahead and pick. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Nathan Smith. All right, so Alan, you're up next. Darwin Jones. Alan picks Darwin Jones, and then uh, Andy, you get your back-to-back picks here: third round and fourth round picks. Uh, yeah, it's getting a little thin, huh? Um, that's, that's no disrespect to the guys who are remaining. Um, give me uh, one pick for your third round pick and then we will take a pause. One pick for my third. I'm going to, I'm going to go on faith, uh, that he's okay. And I'm going to go with Anna Voltson. You're going to, I don't know if that's going to work for me, but. I'm, you know, perfect. So we're going to take a pause. (laughs) We're going to take a pause on our draft there. um, And we'll finish the fourth and fifth rounds after we speak to our guest for the evening, but we do have our guest ready to join us here. So we're going to definitely bring him on and not waste any time on this uh, player for orange County just returned from the wonderful sunny state of Florida uh, representing orange County in the Academy. Was it a, I forget. Was it, an official Academy tournament or, or what it was. We'll ask him. He's here. He's ready to come on. Let's bring on orange County soccer club defender, Kobe Henry, Kobe. Welcome for the first time onto the orange and black soccer cast. How you doing, man? Hey guys. Great to be here. Oh, it's awesome to have you on here. Um, you know, you just came back from representing the club in the uh, Academy cup tournament. What, uh, I don't remember what the official, uh, uh, name for it was, but just share with us really quick how that experience was for you and, and the rest of the players. Uh, yeah, so it was the USL Academy Cup. Uh, it was great to go and get some games in along with uh, Francis from the first team. And it was just, it was a good experience overall. Um, a bunch of academies from different USL teams came out and we just all played and uh, fought for first place. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So let me let me ask you as as a young player, young uh, U.S. player uh, looking to get minutes, you, looking to get experience. What did this Academy Cup provide you and players like Francis Jacobs in your developing development and growth as a professional soccer player? Uh, yeah. So as I said, it was great to get in games. Uh, I believe that every time 
I could play in a game, I, I'll learn something new. So every time I have an opportunity to be in a game situation, I just try to uh, learn from any mistakes I might, might have made and recognize what I did well and just look to develop and improve for the future. Now, um, it wasn't just the uh, Orange County boys team. It was also the girls team that made the trip out there to Florida. And actually, they had a pretty successful tournament from what we're seeing. They uh, finished the tournament on top for the girls. Um, did you get a chance to to catch any of their matches? And what uh, what impressed you the most with that uh, that girls group? Uh, yeah, we had, the boys team had a chance to watch um, at least half of, of all of their games. Uh, along with them, they, they watched at least half of all of ours. Um, I was really impressed by their team. Uh, I knew they would bring a good group of girls out, and it was great to see them play. And I felt like we both had pretty similar playing styles that reflected what we're trying to get across on the first team. So it was just really exciting, and it was great to see them come out on top and win the tournament. And then you got to try your hand at uh, some photography, it looks like, uh, on one of those <laughs> matches too, right? Yeah, yeah, I just hopped in there. It was just happened to be um, on the other side of the field. So figured why not? Did you have any uh, previous experience uh, doing some sports photography or was that your first shot at it? <laughs> that, that was definitely my first shot. I hope the pictures didn't come out too bad, but uh, glad I could help. Now, um, you know, one of the uh, participants, one of the girls uh, on the uh, team, I want to just bring up really quick and you just hear your thoughts on how her performance went was uh, Grace. And I, I don't want to butcher her last name, so I'm not even going to attempt to say it, but I'm sure you know who I'm speaking of. Um, mm. The Golden Boot winner for the tournament for the girls. Uh, what, uh, you know, what's your scouting report on her for uh, anyone that hasn't got a chance to watch her play? What would you uh, have to say to someone wanting to know more about her? Oh, yeah. Um, so I heard a, a lot about her before watching the girls team play. So I was excited to see her along with the other players. But I was I was really impressed by her, especially. She was really confident on the ball and was willing to help the team out um, and work together with everyone. But she's a really skillful player, but she does have a great impact on the game. So I uh, hope she keeps working hard and succeeds in the future. Perfect. And I don't want to uh, sit specifically on this tournament, but uh, I will open it up to any of the other guys that are on here. If they have any questions about the tournament this past weekend, um, I'll just, if you do raise your hand, gentlemen, if not, we can move on. Oh, Dylan's got one for you. Kobe, like you said, you got to play in a couple of matches, you know, hopefully a little bit of mass fitness here and um, a bit of a style change for Orange County um, while you were gone. So with the extra center back, uh, kind of spot open with a three five two. Um, are you looking to muscle your way in there ahead of uh, maybe like Reese Breen? Oh well, I'm just gonna try to keep working hard. You know, every day I'm trying to develop and uh, become a better player. So uh, obviously, I'm I'm pushing to be on the in the starting lineup, and if that happens, then I'll be really happy with that. I think Alan might have a question for you. He's looks like he's unmuting his mic. Um, what, what's it like um, kind of working your way through the academy system, knowing that there's an opportunity for you to uh, further your career, looking at some of the guys who've gone before you and had a chance to head over to Europe? Um, what opportunities are you looking to capture working through this academy system? Um, well, yeah, so I feel like the academy is a is a great platform uh for me specifically to my position 
uh, as a center back, I want to work on maybe leadership skills and uh, game management. So it's great for me to go maybe down to the academy level to uh, be able to work on those things and going back up to the first team and try to implement those um, things into me playing with the first team and hopefully on to better things in the future. And with that experience, what are you, um, as a leader of this, you know, hopefully a leader of this academy system, what is the message that you're sending to some of the newer folks who are coming into that academy, knowing that you've gotten some of that experience with the first team? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that it, it is a great opportunity for all of the academy players. Um, when they can look at players such as myself who are associated with the first team and along with Francis and uh, others who may be working their way up. Um, there is a clear pathway to get up there and it's just hard work and determination. Um, so I just hope that the guys are really taking it seriously and pushing on the gas right now because there's no need to, to slow down and get comfortable. Let me ask you really quick, Kobe, um, it, you know, coming uh, from Florida to Orange County, um, you know, is, is a pretty big move for uh, a young player like yourself. Uh, what uh, was that like and what sort of attracted you to come to Orange County or to pick Orange County as that next uh, stop in your uh, career to uh, achieve the goals you wanted? Um, yeah, so my move to, from Florida to California was was not too bad. Uh, I've moved around a bit uh, growing up, so... This wasn't really a new thing. Yeah, but this wasn't really a new thing, but the club really made sure to make my move uh, go smoothly along with the players on the team. Um, and Orange County really had a great platform and it had all that I was really looking for. Um, they were really uh, zeroed in on de development and making sure that I have a pathway to further my career at even better clubs and teams and maybe Europe and other places in the future. So you mentioned, uh, you know, you came on over here. There's been some players that have maybe uh, helped you along your way. Who's been, uh, can you maybe let us know one or two of those players that have maybe taken you under their, their shoulder and, and giving you uh, some good uh, tips or helped you grow as a player? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I couldn't mention anyone without saying uh, Michael Roscoe and Rob Kiernan. Um, obviously, uh, the two center backs that I've been with since last season, I learned so much from them, and they're always open to offer me information and, and things to help me grow as a player because all they want to see is me and the other young players succeed. Um, and as well as being mentors, they're also great friends, great guys to joke around with. So they've been great coming in. Yeah, and Michael Orozco has gotten some caps for the U.S. men's national team. What is his um, advice to you to continue that part of your career? Uh, yeah, he just he's always uh, telling me to work hard, and Mike is a – is a really funny guy, but he's always serious at all the right times. So he's always giving me advice here and there. Sometimes it may be a bit unexpected, the timing to where he would give me some advice, but uh, I think that's just a lesson to always stay switched on 
and that's how you'll make it to the top like he did. Sorry, I, I kept myself muted. I was trying to stay uh, muted while I was doing some uh, typing over here. Uh, Andy, as a super fan uh, of this club, uh, a supporter, um, you know, you get to watch all these players on a weekly basis. Uh, do you have a question for, for Kobe? Yeah, Kobe. Hey, um, so I know you're from Florida. So the first question I have to ask is um, Hurricanes or Gators? Uh, or some other team I don't know about. <laughs> I would say I would say Gators. Um, okay, good man. Old schools. That, that's all everyone would really. Good man. About, good so. man. And, and and you know I know you spent some time at the Orlando Academy. Uh, is that right, Orlando? Yeah, Orlando and, and Inter Miami. So did you grow up as an Orlando fan supporter, or, or were you like a Tampa Bay Rowdies guy, or like a Lakeland Tropics, or, or what was the deal? Um, I wouldn't really say that I was like supporting one team in specific. Growing up, I kind of I moved around a bit, so I was in lots of different locations around the U.S. Uh, but yeah, I would say at the time when I played for Orlando, I definitely supported the the MLS team, and uh, same with Inter Miami. So I think it may just be a depending on where I'm at at the time. Got it, got it. So you don't have like an old strikers jersey in your closet somewhere that barely fits? <laughs> no, I, I, I have to dig for that one, maybe. <laughs> I have a lot of old jerseys. Cool, man. Thanks. So let me let me ask you this really quick, Kobe. I mean, you have you know from what we've seen and and what we know about you, you, you seem to have a really bright future ahead of you when it comes to this sport. Um, what is your ultimate goal? Like, is is there a, a if you could just keep going and working at it and get to that point where every team wants you, what would be that team that you'd want to go play for? Wow. Um, that's a tricky question. That is a tricky question. I could name the leagues. I would have to, all right. The team I would probably say is Manchester United just because uh, that's the team I support. No change in that, but uh, Premier League is definitely a great league, and Bundesliga, some of the two top leagues I would say I watch the most, but definitely Manchester United is the team that would be great to be at. I think out of all of us, Andy gave a fist pump to that answer. I think the rest of us were like, oh, uh, type of thing. I, I know Alan's a Liverpool guy. Brad's a, a Everton guy. I'm a Tottenham man. And uh, Dylan, he, for some reason, Luton Town. Um, so he, he's not going for the big boys. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Cause, uh, that documentary that ran on ESPN and, and, uh, I believe also on CBS all access or something like that last season, um, Francis Jacobs and, and you were both in that and Francis Jacob Jacobs, uh, became very famous for a comment that he made where he mm. said he thinks he's the best in the world or he thinks he can be the best in the world or, or something like that. Um, in all honesty, uh, between you and Francis Jacobs, who's going to be the, the, Who's gonna have the better career? You know, who do you think? Okay, well, uh, I think we both have really bright futures. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna. I can answer who's gonna have the better career, but I think we're, we'll both do really great things, and it just depends on who works the hardest and stays the most focused. But I'm really excited to see what's to come from him. He's a really great player.
can he can he take you one on one if 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 you're the last defender? Can he get by you, or are you are you solid back there where you can stop him? <laughs> I think we'll both have different answers. Of course, I'm gonna say I think I could take him, but uh, I, we could pull up the receipts. We've had tiny one on ones before, so I, I'd love to see what he wants to say about that. We'll make sure next time we have on the show, we'll make sure we ask him that question so we can see what he has to say. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. What's uh, your go-to like pump up song? Like when you're going heading to the stadium or, or in the dressing room with the, your, your pods on, like what, what is that song you get, you use to get yourself motivated and get yourself ready for a match? Hmm. Or if not one song, like what's an artist that, that you like to use to pump you up? Yeah, I could probably say an artist because my music, changes a lot as we go but uh, i would say before the game i would definitely listen to to the rap genre even though it's not my preferred type of music but um an artist that i, I would say i listen to before the game is polo g or or little baby either one something to just get you hyped up right i mean i get it i listen to all kinds of music but there's something sometimes about some good hip-hop that just gets you hyped up and ready for that and motivated for a game right yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to uh, open it up to Brad, Andy, or Alan for one last fun question before we head it over to Dylan for his famous uh, question. If you don't have a question, just shake your head no, and we'll hand it off to Dylan, boys. Who's got the worst taste in music on the team? Mm. Like, who are you like, okay, boomer about? Oh. It's okay to say Kieran, and it's okay. <laughs> mm, uh, in the locker room, uh, I think only like two people kind of hogged the ox in the locker room. So it's I, I haven't really got to see much people's uh, music taste, but I I guess the one person I would say that has a kind of odd taste in music would be Miko. And I don't know if it's just because I've, I haven't heard much of his music before, but he, uh, I think he listens to a lot of uh, like club music and kind of like electric uh, things like that. But I'm just not really into that type of stuff. That that's all I'm saying. But yeah. Um, and let me ask you one more question that I handed to Dylan's question. I, I don't know if you play uh, video games at all, but if you do, uh, which do you play, FIFA or uh, PES? Okay, so I don't play video games, but I like to say that I could beat anyone in FIFA just because, like, prior experience. But I don't really. You could be Kevin Alston. Is that are you are you calling out Kevin Alston on this one? No, I, I definitely am <laughs> because uh, he was actually asking me to uh, get a couple of practice games in before he played um, the owner. So I, we never we never got the practice games in, but I'm sure I could beat anyone on the team on FIFA. Definitely believe we'll, that. We'll have to find out a way to, to get a, an exhibition between you and Kevin Alston so we can so we can settle this right here and see who the better FIFA player is. I'll I'll, I'll reach out to the club and see if there's any way we can make that happen. Uh, Dylan, let me hand it off to you for your famous last question for uh, Kobe. All righty, Kobe. Um, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Mm. Or whoever's doing the cooking. I mean, you're on the uh, same team, so. No, that's judgment. a good question. Uh. I would go with, with carrots, I guess, and uh, I like to to eat them cooked. And when they're kind of with other vegetables, not really a one vegetable type of guy, but 
I would say when they're yeah, I would say cooked carrots. It's like a like a stir fry or just kind yeah. of boiled. Or like the soggy, mushy uh, carrots. I would say more of a stir fry. All right. Or just straight out the fridge, either one. <laughs> Perfect. Um, let me. Uh, we're gonna let you go, Kobe. But before we do, do you have any last message for the the fans that uh, are listening to this episode? Uh, I'm just I'm just as excited for the season as all the fans are, and I'm just uh, excited to see how things go and. I'm sure we'll be picking it up pretty soon and just can't wait for this weekend and the weekend after that. All good things to come. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kobe Henry, defender for your Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, You can catch him uh, and the rest of the guys at Championship Soccer Stadium um, on, I believe it's Wednesday. The 9th is the next home match against San Diego. They do have an away match against Sacramento in between. Um, And thank you once again for taking your time to join us, Kobe. Uh, Best of luck to you for the rest of the season. We look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thank you so much. It was great joining you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kobe. So uh, the amazing thing, you know, we got to talk to Kobe about, uh, you know, experience with the academy team. Um, This academy team, a lot of those players that are participating for the boys and girls um, are players that have been uh, scouted or found at some of these uh, camps that the club has been hosting uh, locally over the last couple seasons. And I know they're going to continue some of those throughout the summer. So uh, if you have someone in your, in your family or, uh, a player that you know that maybe just needs that exposure that might be a good op- uh, opportunity for them is to head out to one of these camps that the club has over the summer um and and at least get their 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 self out there and and get uh, the spotlight on them a little bit uh, to help out that because you have the opportunity to to play with and train with professionals and these up and coming stars it's pretty pretty darn amazing and i know a lot of the players participate in some of those training sessions as well which is really cool um with that said, let's move back to the final two rounds of our uh, playing for pride draft. And this is sort of, you know, like the, the ESPN stuff on the NFL draft, right? You have your, your day one, your day two. Now we're like on day three and four of the draft. Who are we going to pick for these final uh, two rounds? The first pick of round four is going to go to Andy. Uh, who do we got, Andy? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, who I hope turns into something. Um, I'm going to go with Avion Flanagan. Am right. I saying that right? Avion? Nobody knows. Okay. Mr. Flanagan. I'll take him. And, um, unfortunately I don't have his name in front of me, so I'm just going to short name it on here and I'll fix it. So if you're looking at our list, gentlemen, or if anyone can fix it while I'm managing this, go ahead. Uh, that brings us back to Alan, your pick for round four, Alan. Um, I'm going to go with. Abraham Romeo, Romero. What? So Alan, who was that? Alan is hoping. Abraham Romero. No, no, no. This was like the this was like the rice brain. Like, what is with this food? I corrected you guys, it before like, you corrected me. I'm still eat good. Dinner before you come on the show. It's not that I hard. I need to. It's been a long day. <laughs> Romero. So Alan's making the pick, hoping that there's going to be an appearance or two for the backup keeper in the month of June. It is, you know, there's I believe six matches during this month, so there is an opportunity. Um, when you have six matches in a month for the backup keeper to make an appearance or two, uh, next pick goes to me. This is tough, man. There's, it's a limited option of who's available to pick at this point. Um, just knowing who's been picked and who hasn't, um, you know what? I'm going to go with someone. I have no idea if they're going to play when they're going to play. 
I'm going to go with um, Jack Thompson. Wow. Why? That's a, that's a bold strategy. Yep, bold strategy for me. Let's uh, see if it pays off. Yeah, you know, hey, in the past I've made some bold picks and they've worked, so who knows. Um, next up we got Brad. Brad, who do you got for your fourth round pick? So I'm going to go with someone that is in a position that has been injured a lot recently. Um, hopefully they get more playing time. Uh, Raymond Dry. It's Raymond Dry. It's Dre. It's Dre. Gotta... I'm good at pronunciation. I am spot on. I mean, at least you can yeah. say the word pronunciation correctly. That's yeah, something yeah, that yeah. this guy there struggles with. Oh, I get it perfect all the time. Uh, Dylan, your fourth round pick. I'm going to go ahead and go with Kevin Alston. Kevin Alston. Perfect. And then your uh, fifth round pick. Oh, see, this is where it gets so challenging. Um, wow, who's left that's even fit at this point? Francis Jacobs. You know, no one's picked our guests yet in this uh, in this draft. Um, but yeah, Francis Jacobs rounds up Dylan's team. Dylan has Chris Weehan, Michael LaRosco, Brian Olosky, Kevin Alston, and Francis Jacobs. We'll go to Brad for his final pick of I'm, our fantasy I'm going to pick the guest. I'm going to pick Kobe Henry. Kobe Henry is your pick, Mr. sir. Mr. Carrots himself. Uh, Brad's team is uh, set up as Patrick Krakowski, Tommy McCabe, Reese Breen, uh, Kobe Henry, and um, no, someone, someone messed something up on yep. this. Um, because Kobe Henry was not the fourth pick. I'm gonna try and go backwards. Oh, now it's totally messing. Things I up. picked uh, Raymond Dre as Dry Dre. Oh man, what did I do? What happened here? Okay, isn't Let's this fix. The guy someone the someone go and fix this on there? Should have had Andy uh, do it. I got it. It's fixed. <laughs> it's fixed. Let's move on. All right, for my fifth round pick, and trust me, I know nothing about anything. I'm just picking this out because we need a we need a score, and I'm just gonna throw a name out there. I'm gonna pick Chris Cortez. How many years <laughs> has it been? Hey, you know what? We need a goal scorer. Who knows? Maybe magic happens, uh, and and. We get someone like that back with the club. Who knows? Hey, it's time to what, what else am I? What else am I doing? Am I going to pick Seth Kasipoli or something like that? Come on, um, Alan, your last pick of this draft. Um, I'm going to pick a newly signed Hunter Haynes. Sounds like a country artist, really, right? Um, do I get Do I get bonus points if he releases a country album during the month of June? I, I yes. will give you a thousand bonus points if he releases a country album, but it has to be a full LP. It can't be an EP. Uh, what? Oh, all right. Uh, all right. I'm going to email him right now. Hunter Haynes, you and I are going to do. You're going to produce a, that thing. Yeah, yeah, the music we're going to do, do, do a it's 12 gotta, track cover where all he and has we gotta to be do able is, to find it. Is, we got to be able to find it on iTunes or Spotify or is, something. Oh, it might be on iTunes. All right. I say it's going it to points win, if he produces it himself. And then, and then he'll just be like the hype guy in the background. So it'll be mostly me, and then he'll be. But like, it has to be his album. All it right. Be, it can't be you. It can't be you, Andy. Who is who is your final pick of this draft? This is the last. Pick. Oh wait, okay. Let me let me. I didn't read off my team or uh, Alan's final team. So my team is Brent Richards, Miko Kuningas, 
Nathan Smith, Jack Thompson, Chris Cortez. Allen has Eero Markinen, Rob Kiernan, Darwin Jones, Abraham Romero, and Hunter Haynes. Andy, who's rounding up your team? You have Ronaldo Damas, Jack Imperato, Thomas Enavolton, Avian Flanagan, and Danny Fondes. Is that how you say it? Um, so you're going with the third string keeper as your last pick. I love it. If you were looking at the roster like I am right now, he's the only one left. Left with a picture. <laughs> no, he's the only one left. Oh, you have, uh, have Anthony Carolina. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Fourth string goalkeeper. Yes. Yes. He's a kid. Yes. He's a kid. He's an academy <laughs> um, signing. So that he's, is rounding up. Uh, that rounds he's not off even our, like a Kobe Henry, Francis Jacobs level contract. He's an academy signing. He's not a perfect. kid that has a pro contract. He's an actual kid playing on a U seventeen team. So that's gonna round. Uh, that's that, that's gonna end our draft here for the uh, playing for pride fantasy soccer league. Um, again. Uh, we're going to keep track of this throughout the month of June. And at the end of the month, we'll tabulate all the points and we'll see who is the winning team. Um, yeah, so this should be fun. I'm excited. I've got a good roster. I like it. Um, let's do this. So we don't really have much time to preview the Sacramento match, but I want to just get your quick thoughts on uh, this match, I know we just played Sacramento recently, so there shouldn't be much change, but we are now playing in Sacramento. Let me go to you first, Andy. Thoughts on the Sacramento match? And then after we give our thoughts all, and then we'll go to predictions for each of us. Uh, we need to not concede early, and we need to score goals. Boom. Simple. Sweet. Um, let me go to you, Brad. Um, score goals. Uh, don't concede goals, especially Patrick Rakowski. My fantasy team depends upon you. Uh, you're my only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, what are your thoughts on this Sacramento match? Uh, it's going to be a tough match. Sacramento, Orange County is always uh, knockdown dragouts. Sometimes they're 4-3 knockdown dragouts. Sometimes they're 1-0. Uh, just be ready to fight and ready to play a full 90. Dylan, what about you? Oh, it's going to be tight, but I think the, and fingers crossed on this one, return of Kevin Alston will be enough to help Mark. Um, I like the no injury shout there from Blaine, but I think um, Kevin Alston might be able to ease some pressure on the side. And with that experience in that back line, hopefully that's enough to get us over the line at the end of 95 minutes or so. As long as we are playing three wing backs or outside backs, I'm, I'm happy with that option there. Because I have Nathan Smith and Brent Richards on my fantasy team, so I can't lose them in the starting lineup. Um, so my quick thoughts on this is, Orange County fans, remember to mute your stream before starting to watch it because we all know how those Sacramento announcers are. Um, and then also, Orange County, we need scoring. We really need scoring. There's a guy that played for us in the past that can score goals and probably still can. Let's go look up. See, let's try and find a way to bring Chris Cortez back onto this roster uh, so we can get him going and get some uh, goals into the net there to replace some of these injured players. Um, score predictions. Uh, so Andy, yours is just going to be for fun. Unless I'll, I'll give this option to all of you. If anyone wants to let Andy pick for them this week, you can do so. And that'll be your official pick. Does anyone want to allow Andy to pick uh, their prediction for them for this match? Sure. 
<laughs> I was like, it can't be any worse than what Ray did a couple weeks ago. So no, or the last no. time it was a Sacramento match. All right. So Andy's going to be predicting for Alan. We will hear what Alan's actual prediction is at the end of all of this. But Andy's is the official one for our contest. So Andy, what's your prediction score? Like who's going to win or is it going to be a draw? And what's the score going to be? Do Orange County's Orange County score you, first. You ask the question. Just let me talk. Talk. 2-1 Orange County. 2-1 Orange County. All right, Brad, what is yours? 2-0 Orange County. Rakowski comes up big. <laughs> Dylan, at what least is three yours? Fights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fights is a good one. 3-2 um, Orange County and a, a hard tackle on whoever that was from last weekend. All right. My prediction for this match is going to be 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be a 2-2 draw is my prediction for this match. Um, Alan, not not official for the contest, but what do you actually think is going to happen in this match? 10-10. Uh, no, I, th- I thought it would be like a 2-2 draw. I thought it would be a draw, at, especially at Sacramento. Um, but I, I do appreciate the 2-1 pick, Andy, so I feel good about that one as well. So what Alan is saying is I'm the smartest of the group here because he thinks my prediction was the best. Perfect. Any other soccer-related stuff anyone wants to share before we wrap things up and go to our random thoughts? And I'll keep the um, silence as no one has anything. I, I, no, I might no, say something. I, I have something. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti is a snake. He left Everton <laughs> in the middle of the night, at least for Western United States time, to Real Madrid, a team that sacked him six years ago. Good for him. Uh, Andy, you have anything before we move on? What are we doing? Random thoughts or no? No, this is just any soccer talk before random thought. You know, you've become, you're starting to become a fan of a team maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, figuring out if I'm going to start following Blackpool, but we'll see. I mean, I watched one game. That doesn't make me a super fan. I've watched one full game. EFL, baby. Welcome to the promised land of pure chaos and even worse refereeing than the USL. You know what I love about Andy really quick before we get to random thoughts? And this is sort of random thought is that not only is he on our episode this week, but he's also on Facebook and YouTube commenting away. Um, So that's pretty darn cool. I like it. Um, Random thought time. Let's go randomly order generated. Um, no, let's go to Alan first for your random thought. My random thought is I'm super stoked because Lego Masters is coming back on. I believe it starts tonight. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. It's like my second favorite competition show to RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, but it's fun uh, to see people create some pretty fun things with Lego. And yes, I'm a nerd and I am proud of it. Uh, if you haven't seen Lego Masters, it's... Uh, Hosted they built by some amazing Ar- things. And they it's hosted by Will amazing Arnett. Things. Yeah, it's hosted by Will Arnett. It's just a fun show. It's it's a, it's a competition show, but it doesn't have all the crazy weird drama that it usually has. It's just people doing some cool shiza with Lego. Like they built like theme parks and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, Brad, what's your random thought? So I actually have one of those this week. Um, it's more just a commentary about fans returning to games and different leagues around the world, but I'm going to focus on the NBA. Um, 
since the playoffs have started, fans have poured popcorn on Russell Westbrook, spat on Trey Young, uh, screamed dis- obscenities at the parents of John Morant, um, a water bottle at Kyrie Irving, and stormed the court in D.C. And that's just the first week, week and a half of the NBA playoffs. Like, I get it, people, you miss being in the stands. But if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't do it, you know, at when you were in high school as a fan, don't do it in the NBA. The punishments are a lot more severe. Hashtag being arrested, being kicked out for life. Um, like seriously, I get it. You miss sports, but don't go spitting on players, especially during the middle of a pandemic still just be grateful. You're in the stadium, cheer for your team, be respectful. If they don't win, that's part of sports. So basically well, don't be thing. a jerk. Well, it's mean, a good thing that no one here likes basketball. So <laughs> whatever. What a random thought. Go Clippers. Great Go job, Clippers. Uh, Dylan, what is your random thought? Um, I was listening to the USL show earlier, so shout out to the USL show. <laughs> um, don't hate me. Um, but there, uh, Phil Groom's interview with at least the audible part of Phil Groom's interview with Jeff Reuter was actually, um, really good. And, um, I don't know, he, they talk a lot about, and you should really listen to it, but they talk a lot about, um, kind of how it's nice to have these well-meaning things but actions actually have to back them up. So, and we've seen this in how many games now in the last maybe three weeks where there's been issues with fans or players saying stuff or doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Um, And it goes beyond like clotheslining another player. And it goes beyond like people screaming offensive things um, at players. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you see it, tell other people to knock it off, be a good person. That's like basically our random thought every week, but just be a good person. Well said there, Dylan. Um, my random thought, I'm going to just go pure proud daddy moment here. Uh, my uh, youngest son, his birthday actually is today, uh, turned nine to wrap up his eighth year of life. I don't know, is that what it is when you're eight? Um, I don't know how it all works. I can't do the maths in my head. But to wrap up his time as an eight-year-old this past weekend, he played his final game of his uh, soccer season, his spring soccer season, and we won in demanding uh, – in- in in righteous fashion, five one in the match. I, I have my happy clip here from my son scoring on a penalty key, penalty kick for the first score of the match. Here's the clip. Nice key in. Now that isn't me yelling on the uh, the video. That's actually one of the parents of the team that was just super stoked about that goal as well. Um, I was so proud of it, not just because um, he scored, but it, in in the the way he scored, he was just calm, he was collected, and he got it in the perfect spot. I think tweeting with some of you guys or or texting with some of you guys after that and sharing it with you, you uh, the comments were like, you know, that's perfect placement of the ball. And I'm like, yeah, that's that. And I talked to him after the game and that he said, that's where I wanted the ball to go. And it went right there. So that was really cool. He scored two other goals in the match, got a hat trick way to wrap up his um, time as an eight year old. He's now nine year old. Um, and I'm looking forward to more coaching of soccer um, of with, with him and, and the team, the team sticking together for the most part. So it's pretty cool. Um, with that said, I want to thank each and every one of you, Andy, Alan, Dylan, Brad, and also our 
uh, guest tonight. Uh, Andy is a guest, but he's sort of part of this team too. So we're not going to say he's specifically a guest, but the guest tonight, Kobe Henry for taking some time and joining us. Also all the listeners that tuned in and watched us either live or listen to this podcast. Thank you for doing so um, really quick. If uh, anyone wants to read what you have to say, Alan, where do they find you? Anderwood 48 and the Twitter machines, Brad, Pal in the sky on the Twitter machines, Dylan. Find me on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan. And I don't think Andy really cares to give out his, his Twitter address. He seems to not like to, but if he wants to, he can, if not, he could just say bye. Pass. <laughs> you can find me at DJ Ray Samora, uh, right there. There we go. DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. Also the podcast is on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast, or you can go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Uh, again, for all of you, for Kobe and for everyone listening, this is the orange and black soccer cast. I'm Ray and we are out. Oh, yeah.